0: AMC Turn fans, welcome to another another edition of the AMC Turn After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about season four, episode six, "Our Man in New York." And guys, we have a very very special guest, so stay tuned. You're
1: tuning into the destination for TV superfan fan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz! begin! Normally
0: I'm good with starting with the, the regular opening theme, but considering the, how great this episode was, I felt we needed to mix it up just a little bit. I'm surprised
2: that you suggested this, because normally I'm the one going, we should start with this completely off-topic song that I absolutely adore. <laughs> and then you came up with one that was really fitting and wonderful, and Her yeah!
0: name is Lola! It's perfect! How would it's, you not want to start with that?
2: It's a thing of wonder and beauty. I was just not expecting that from you because you're kind of an opening theme purist.
0: Usually I am, but there are exceptions to every rule, I feel like. Well, hello there AMC Turn fans! Tonight we are talking about Season 4, Episode 6, uh, and I want to say welcome to everybody in the live chat and on the hashtag. Let me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel to my left, Katie Cullen. Hi all my buddies, you can Follow me all over the social medias at KIAXET, that is K-I-A-X-E-T. And joining us in studio again, returning guest star champion and new lead host of this panel, Samuel Rukin.
1: Hello. Woo! Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> Thanks for coming back.
1: I'm happy to be here.
0: Well, we are very, very happy to have you. I'm Megan Salinas. Also, you guys can tweet at me at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. For those of you on Twitter, we are keeping a ha- uh, an eye on the hashtag ABTVTurn. Uh, so for you guys who have any questions for our awesome guest, Samuel. And Katie's got you guys on the live chat.
2: I've got the live chat, I've got the Twitter, I've got all of the technology, and I've got a Wikipedia page up, too.
0: <laughs> we're going we to do something... prepared,
2: we, y'all. We're
1: gonna Buckles do and some,
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do something we don't normally do on this show and talk about actual history. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Um, so, Samuel, again, thank you so much for coming back. Um, how does it feel? Because this is... It's such a mixed like bag of emotions this season and we're just covering it. Um, but like for for you guys, it must be like kind of also a mixed bag of emotions because this season has been incredible, but it also sort of has to be because it's the final one. How's it been so far?
1: It's been great. I'm, I think I, I personally, and I know that we all are really proud of what we've put out this season. I think we've been proud all along, but I think it's really exciting to finish a show Knowing that you're going into the to the end that you get to finish it on your own terms that's what we've done and it's really it's really pleasurable and it was really satisfying um, <clears throat> and I'm so excited to see that it's come out the way that it felt we were making it and um each episode tops the one before um, and I, I wish i could t- I wish I could tell you how it's going to wrap up because it, it's it's so brilliant what they've done and so smart and so classy smart. that it's just been a lot it's just been so much fun to to know about the arcs that are being completed, and to complete our own arcs, too.
0: It's funny that you say that, because we only have four episodes left, and especially after an episode like this, I'm sitting here going, like, how? How are there only four episodes left? It feels like there's still a lot of momentum this season, and we only have four episodes to wrap everything up. That blows my mind and also upsets me on a number of levels.
2: Well, I feel like we can go into a little less detail on the war itself, because we, if you you know anything about history, or if you've recently listened to Hamilton, you know that we are fast approaching the Battle of Yorktown, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of that, in terms of the historical side, in terms of the fiction side, in terms of really getting into it with our characters. I feel like we're going to spend a little more time with them than on the battlefield, because that's where the audience is in suspense. That's where we're sitting here going, What's going to happen? I don't know. I'm purposefully
0: not looking at you because it's like, You know tell everything. Me. It's like, I No, mean, you can't. Tell me tell, a- me, tell me, tell me. He's <laughs> got a perfect poker face on right now.
1: Well, the great, I mean, the, thing, the, the exciting thing about it is, yeah, obviously we know what happens historically. But the other thing we know is that the world continues turning. Uh, hey. Now, come on. Behave <laughs> yourself. No, that
2: was good. <laughs> You're
1: right. I, I, hand, I handed you. you that one. <laughs> One nil. Uh,
2: um, are we keeping
1: score? No. Oh, I think it'd be rude not to.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> to keep it.
1: You know. Keep it polite. Uh, but you know, the, the, it's about setting up what happens to these characters beyond where we stop telling the story. I think that's what's exciting about it, and seeing how these relationships, you know, find find their next their next act. Really, you know.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's been mm-hmm. really satisfying to um, just this season, because we've talked about it in previous episodes so far, but seeing previous characters come back who I had kind of written off for one reason or another. Uh, Day came back. Yeah, I, I never thought he was going to come back, and here he is. He was so on another show. He was, was on yeah, another show. He was show. hard to get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really glad he's back, because I yeah, feel like are. that presents a very satisfying conclusion to his arc, I hope.
1: He's been on this show. Show, hasn't
0: he? Uh, He has not since season one, one, but uh, it's been a long time since we've had him, so it would be awesome. Hey, if you happen to be watching, (laughs) you're more than welcome to come back. Uh, But yeah, so like that's also great. But another character who came back who uh, I was a wonderful addition at the very end of the last episode, Hewlett coming back. Yeah. Was
1: what a nice reveal that was.
0: Insanely satisfying. And this entire episode with him was fantastic because you're sitting here going what's his end game here? If he wanted to just throw Abe in prison, he could at any given moment. Yeah. And that's where like the tension lies in, in a lot of these scenes too. And so the audience is left guessing, well why hasn't he what what's his sort of end game here cuz anytime he wants he could just throw Abe away.
2: No, nothing has gotten better for him. He couldn't sell his commission, it was worthless and he straight up he straight up calls it a losing war. Yeah. which is a, which is a problem if you're on the losing side and he's back here as the chief intelligence officer and nobody cares about intelligence. Like Not. people are underestimating him in this position and then People cared about Andre, kind of, but it was still just like, well, but you're doing intelligence, So it's kind of, oh, that's not really battlefield glory, it's dishonorable.
0: Yeah, I think that's the big thing, is that it was definitely at the time seen as a very dishonorable trade, um, but hate to say it, that's how you get your tactical information to actually win the battle. So. Oh, absolutely. <sighs>
2: so, at this point, it's a losing war, He's still in a position where people don't respect him. He's only here be to try and recoup some of the loss that he's had. So, what's the point of putting Abe in jail? Like what is the actual point?
1: It's expediency, isn't it? And I think he really exemplifies that idea of what's going to happen when this ends. What's my exit strategy? You know, and and he he's he's we're seeing that happen in front of us. Yeah. It's a great reveal, you know, like why he's why is that?
0: Yeah, you know? also, also getting, like, the view of the war from England, mm-hmm. which is something we don't really get a whole lot. That's right. Uh, a whole we lot. haven't had
2: that since our uh, scenes with King George. It's been yeah, a it's, dog's age.
0: It's been a bit. And so it's actually kind of nice to get that outside character perspective of, like, look, this isn't going to end well. Yeah, I just need to think about me and my life after this is all done which is a very interesting turn for him because he's been such a noble character up until this point. And I don't have the, I don't have the line right in front of me, but he had this wonderful line about like how there is no honor and men, you know, there's nothing good to fight for. Why? Like, and men and people are not good. Why should I be any different? And that it, I think that speaks volumes of where he's in terms of his character arc and development, uh, where he's gone, and it's it's really sad to see such a noble romantic character fall that far after he's basically lost everything. But it's
1: also again that is another example of incredible writing on this show. Is that that is the result of trauma? You know, yeah. he's 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 been hurt many times. He's had his he almost lost his life a couple of times. You know, he's been through you, you know the, the trauma of the war for one, but also, you know, personal um, traumas ha- have put him in a place where he's now got nothing to lose, and he's and he and being nice has got him nowhere. Um, so you know, you can look at it on like a on a big level of uh, in 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 that way too, but it's also you know just great character study, great human psychology. I love that about the writing on this show. You know, it happens all over the place.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's... There's so many... Like, I can't wait to rewatch this season because there's just so many great, subtle things... And we we were talking last week about Abe taking a master class in Shade. Both Hewlett and Abe in this episode were absolutely on point with their double entendres the entire time. It's it's such smart, good writing. And all of you guys uh, in the cast, you knock it out of the park every single time. So uh, it's insanely fun to watch.
2: There is much yelling and throwing of pillows and scaring the cat in our apartment when we watch the show.
0: I I use certain expletives that are not good for this, uh, that are not good for our podcast. I can't believe that. Uh, no, this show makes me curse quite a bit. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. <laughs> Particularly this season, too. Um, so, and talking about, like, really great scenes, the actually, like, the and again, the writing's there, too, but strangely enough, they have no dialogue. One of my favorite moments in this episode was just the scene of the two of them, Hewlett and Simcoe, in the bar, just staring down yeah. at one another. Oh. Yeah. Not a word, not a word spoken, and it's just chilling.
1: It's a really dangerous moment, isn't it? Just
0: <laughs> yeah. terrifying. Oh,
2: beautiful framing and tension you could cut with a knife. Just like oh someone's gonna die. Oh no, someone's leaving. Not to, someone's yeah. gonna die later. Who's Sha- gonna
1: flinch first? <laughs> I think that's what it said in the script actually. Really? About, you know, pose the question who will flinch first? Yeah.
0: And then Simcoe just gets up and walks away. Yeah. I love, um, too, that shout-out to the DP in this episode because their rack focuses were super on point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that, that first scene when he sits down, when Hewlett sits down, I was like, oh, okay, he's sitting down alone. Like This is going to be a, a, a scene about how he's come back and he's alone. And then just a simple rack focus and boom, there's Simcoe. That's right. It was fantastic.
1: <laughs> Simple is often best, right?
0: Yeah, that's the best way to go about it. Um, so, talking about Cinco. By the way,
1: Alexander Rose, who wrote this episode, was really upset that uh, the, in the script what was supposed to happen was um, the the epaulettes were supposed to just brush. That was how it was written. It was really poetic and beautiful. Oh. <clears throat> and um, it was either like... It was either a full on like shoulder bang, <laughs> or 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 like a, a a high and wide miss, you know. And the best one we got, I think, because everything else was great. <laughs> but like you'll you'll hear, you can, I think he he made a comment about it on Twitter on the night. <laughs> but he's still a little upset that the, that it never quite ruffled the epaulette.
2: You couldn't just aim your shoulders
1: correctly. <laughs> I thought I got it. it. <laughs> But funnily enough, my mind is on other things.
0: <laughs> Blocking is hard, guys.
1: Yeah, well, it's not that hard. Well, it's I not as hard like as I made it look.
0: The
2: full-on shoulder check would have been like, and the scene is completely yeah. different because now we the have full-on a full-on brawl. The
1: full-on shoulder checks felt perfect, but <laughs> it's not what was written.
0: Uh, like... I, again, I feel like either one would have worked because, again, a scene like that, you're not quite sure who's going to do what. Um, so either one would have been completely fitting in my mind, but I, I like what I will say out. that
1: there were a couple that were perfect, but it was at the wrong angle for the camera. Uh, oh, no. That's just the way it goes sometimes.
0: Yeah, but I mean... But when, when,
1: we're, when we're, everything was in the right place, you think what happened? The
0: stars can't always align.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you didn't miss it. <laughs>
0: I mean, honestly, what's there on the screen is what ends up happening. Yep. Like, that... And no one's the wiser. That's Regardless
2: right. of intention, this is
0: canon. Uh, what is... Oh, gosh. There was a saying that one of my teachers in school said, like... Um, uh, something about, like, you know, it's just what on what's, what ends up being there. Intention doesn't necessarily have to play into it. It's just what the audience takes away. And what the audience takes, uh, takes away, you know, they don't get to see all the bloopers in the behind-the-scenes, so... Like what ends up on the screen is what matters. I want a blooper reel though.
1: <laughs> there or is like, one. Oh, there is, is there one. I don't think ever, we'll we it. we see it at the rap party. Oh, I don't know whether they ever see the light of day. Maybe one day it will. The one from the one from this season's amazing because <laughs> it, it also is is kind of a summation of each character's bloopers <laughs> across the four seasons. So it went on for a long time, but it was like really entertaining. Why
2: are you yeah. telling me about things I can't have? I know, yeah, it's
1: really <laughs> cruel, isn't it? But we, we don't it, have it either. Please. We get to see it once, and Uh-oh. then you know.
0: But you've seen it. Oh, I, I've seen
1: it
0: yeah. Maybe on the DVD. Well, there, release? Has,
1: there has to be some perks, doesn't it? Maybe, yeah, maybe on the DVD release.
0: Maybe on the Blu-ray. Come on, guys, yeah. pretty please? If we ask, if we ask very nicely, uh, we but,
2: have all sorts of fun chatter let's in get the lighting chat, up. and what's I want to actually want to segue a little Go bit for because. It. Uh, James in chat says, "Without Simcoe, everything would be would just be too easy for Abraham." <laughs> I'm like, "No, no, Abraham <laughs> makes his own problems. He
1: does. He makes it. Abraham is not a good. Himself.
0: He's not a good spy. No. He would have been a great lawyer. Yeah, he's not a good spy. Not a good farmer. Not a good spy. Yeah, would have been good. He's so very no. very fast though. Yeah, he you get him is. on
1: the run, you can't catch
0: him. <laughs> have you noticed how much of a good
1: runner Abraham would have. <laughs>
0: I mean, I feel like if he wasn't hard to catch, Simcoe would have gotten him already. That's right. Which is such an interesting turn for this season, too. Damn it.
1: 1-1. Son one
0: one Hey, turnabout
2: is fair play. Uh.
1: Uh, see, it's not as good when it's not an accident.
2: <laughs> it's never an accident with me. Uh, you people see what I have to deal with. It's um, intentional. But it's...
1: Lovely. Lovely
2: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but with That's right.
1: It's the last season. You might as well get them out of the way.
2: <laughs> no, true. it doesn't stop. That's it is <laughs> eternal. She
0: so anyway, she's back to kill this, me. Back to this episode. <laughs> um, it is an interesting. It is an interesting kind of plot development that. Now I'm trying not to use that word. <laughs> that Simcoe was able to deduce so quickly. Culper's actual identity. And it's been really fun to sort of see him kind of play around with that information and mull it over. And it's really great too because I believe at this point he doesn't actually know that Abe is still alive, if I'm correct.
1: Uh, Where are we? Episode
0: six, Man in New York...
1: Simcoe's super focused on Hewlett. He's not seen him yet.
0: Yeah, that's Mm. correct. They they had that brilliant misdirect in the last episode. So uh, yeah, I don't think he knows yet. Ooh, Ooh, that's gonna be interesting. (laughs) That's gonna play out in a fun way. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm waiting for
2: the (laughs) no. Yeah, I'm waiting for the no. That ambush was by the Queen's Rangers. Information to get out at some point.
0: Yeah. And not to mention, too, that, again, we've talked about this before. Cinco's a smart guy. He He's able to deduce very quickly that he's like, yeah, Hewlett did that on his own? Sure. Mm. I'm sure. I'm sure that's absolutely 100% the case. So it I don't feel like it's going to take him too, too long to figure it out. Right. But we'll see. Yeah. Element of the surprise. He's thing. come
1: to him. He didn't even have to go after it.
0: That's true. <laughs> Ah, uh, but we another side of Simcoe that we get to see this season is also kind of master manipulator and planner. He was always a good planner, but I feel like this season in particular, he's gotten to a different level of like manipulation with his relationship with Benedict Arnold. Yeah. Um, we uh, there was, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there was a cut scene where he sort of goaded um, he goaded um, Philomena into going to to. Kind of talk to Peggy or vice versa. Um, so he's he's been kind of yeah. He's How been, did you know about that? Uh, our sources.
1: Has, has Amy been in? <laughs> Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't anything we talked about on the show. But yeah, there was there was that cut scene. Yeah,
1: I, I remember watching the episode and going, "What?
0: What?
2: What happened? <laughs> Where did that go? You're influencing her from afar. That was a
1: whole day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's probably the most upsetting thing, too, is you guys work really hard to put the show together, and then, of course, there's a time and not everything can make it yeah, in. Yeah,
1: it's all part of the job. It's fine. You know, I mean, you've got to tell the story, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't vital. You know, the the job was being done elsewhere. So I get, I but, understand that. Color. But
0: it does give different character context. It was
1: just fun. It was just fun for <laughs> uh, what was fun about it was just you know Simco and Lola, and not Lola. That was a different. <laughs> we'll character. That that. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to that. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, but Simcoe and Philomena, you know, are two characters on the fringes of of the war in in some ways, and um, and it was kind of it was fun for them to just kind of have that moment together.
0: Yeah, uh, by the punch bowl. <laughs> I wish we could have I again hopefully it'll be on the Blu-ray release. That would be great. Deleted scenes.
1: Speaking of that, didn't you enjoy the uh the detail of the um uh the peapots?
0: Oh, no. That was terrible. <laughs> isn't,
1: it, isn't it a nice Histo- detail about history that
0: I, I, historical <laughs> accuracy? I feel
1: like what I, happens in between.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I wonder. These are the questions know. that keep me up
1: at night.
0: <laughs> I don't know, and I don't want to know. The less I know about that, the better. I'm okay. sure there's a wiki page. There I'm must be. Sure, I don't want. Someone's be going
1: there. to work on it right now. Now we mentioned
0: it. <laughs> I, I, there are certain things about this show, talking about like the day to day life of people during this time period, that I'm like, oh, that's really fascinating to yeah. learn about. And this was that bit was fascinating. Did not need it. Did not need it. Yeah. <laughs> I could have gone the rest of my life without knowing. But that. you liked it. I admire this show's dedication to historical Absolutely. accuracy. Absolutely, the detail. <laughs> well, she's not going to walk in there and have a working toilet. Speaking of... Like,
1: that's right, that'd be wrong. Yeah.
0: Speaking of, uh, that scene did lead to one of... Uh, the episode's probably biggest confrontations talking about characters who kind of speak in dual meaning Peggy confronting Cicero was also sort of a nail bite fantastic mm-hmm. it, both times both times the
1: Peggy arc is just unbelievable oh, yeah. this season yeah. isn't it
0: Ksenia's killing it like yeah. well, she's she just does. amazing she's yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, just her, the way she digs, like, you can, you can tell she's furious, but it's just under this polite veil of pleasantries and, like, oh, what was his name again? It was, it was fantastic. And it led up to one of, like, for Abigail... That particular scene where uh, Peggy confronts Cicero at the very end, and Cicero comes clean to her about Abe actually being a spy.
2: Abigail in the bedroom with the candlestick.
0: Masterful pacing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah, just seeing her slowly pick it up and slowly raise it, because there's so much going into that, because obviously Abigail cares about Peggy, but when push comes to shove, Cicero's. That's her kid! That's Cicero's her kid! the most important thing yeah. to her!
2: Oh! Yeah, family first. And yeah. just that, oh, there's a
0: scheme. I want in. What?
1: It's a shotgun.
0: Plot twist. Uh, But at the same time, it's so much of a relief because, for one, it means Abigail doesn't have to hurt anybody in this moment. And two, we've seen Arnold just consistently disrespect and disregard Peggy at every turn. It's terrible. So, like, seeing her go, Yeah, I want in on this scheme is both shocking but 100% fitting um and it was a perfect way to
2: end the episode we we had this blow up from arnold earlier because he knows he's been manipulated and he knows he's been manipulated by his wife and he's one of those people where he's so so easy to manipulate oh my god (laughs) as long as you don't (laughs) let on as long as he doesn't find out if abe is a bad spy arnold just isn't even one he's so far out of the loop of what he's supposed to be doing such a short fuse he does, Ugh. and he's very, very oh, surface about He doesn't about have the temperament everything. for
0: politics, or spying.
2: He doesn't have the temperament. He doesn't have, I don't think he has the ability to look at things in layers. It's always very Occam's razor, and that's not always correct. Mm. And so knowing that he's been jerked around by people who can see more sides of a situation and manipulate them is one of the easiest ways to set him off. So he's already mad at his wife. Things escalate, and it basically turns into, congratulations, I don't see you as a person. You're here to tend to me and make children. Bye. Like, that's
0: Ugh. it. That,
1: For the rest of your life.
0: Just like the real-life Benedict Arnold, he really is his own worst enemy. Oh, yeah.
2: Because if had, this had been a better marriage, this also would have been the end of Abe. Yeah. yeah. Like, she would have gotten that info out of Cicero, and he would have been done.
0: Assuming Abigail didn't murder her in this moment. This
2: is also <laughs> true. But, yeah, no, this this could have gone so much better for him had he bothered to see his wife as a human being. But, meh. Nah. Yeah.
1: <sighs> but the the marriage wasn't really built on a firm no. foundation, no. was it? Let's be honest. No. no. So.
2: Your job is to give me status and also children.
0: <sighs> he kind Bye.
1: What's yeah. sad
0: is he And she was
1: trying to help Andre. So. Wh-
0: what's sad is that he did blow his one opportunity to make this marriage work because she was genuinely excited to tell him that she was pregnant oh, and it's heartbreaking, he just wasn't completely it? ruined it. Oh. Oh, you guys are killing me. <laughs> yeah. But it's so good.
1: But it felt real, you know. That's yeah. great about it.
0: Yeah, it Ugh, this show is so freaking upsetting. Um, but lots of screaming and throwing of pillows and scaring the
2: cat. I think I screamed straight through the credits <laughs> after
0: I wanted what? What? What?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, talking about um, how great our female spies are in this episode on, uh, on the New York front, Going back to camp, we get a lot of really great spy work going on on that from both uh, the men and the women because, like, this episode starts off in again kind of another brilliant misdirect because um, we have a fight breakout between Caleb and this uh, this other this. I want to say he's a captain. I but, think so. Yeah, and it turns out that. Shump yeah and that it's all it's all for show uh, that it's actually part of their plan to get a spy um straight to Arnold and with a
2: bunch of false information
0: exactly to and to get like a confidant to go and help Abe in New York as well to help kidnap Arnold and this again talking about another really brilliant sort of Setup up and great foreshadowing is we have Caleb sharpening his axe at the very beginning of the episode and he nicks himself. And it's just this very, very subtle way of showing that he's still not quite 100% recuperated. It's not right, this is it? Is... No! no.
1: <laughs> I wonder what happened to him.
0: Uh. Really... We had a
2: question in, a ch- in the uh, chat about that scene actually, and it was a ways up the uh, torture scene. Like, what was your inspiration? How did you do all of that? <laughs> What's like, what your, <laughs> what was your That's inspiration a for Seppo in general? And
0: Well, yeah. it's it's a great parallel. And we talked about this a little earlier, but it's a great parallel back to season one. That's right. So that must have been Kind of an interesting turnaround to have. Turnaround. Stop it! No, I, I love that one as <laughs> not well. even going to acknowledge it. Stop. It's like,
1: it's like three, honestly.
0: But uh, <laughs> as long as you're keeping track, yeah, yeah, we'll have a final it. count at the end it's of the episode. It. We're all in it. <laughs> But it must be nice because the um, the situation's now reversed. Yeah. Uh, and so that must have been kind of fun for you guys to play off of.
1: It was, and you know, Dan. Dan Henshall and I have a really great working relationship. We kind of come to the work from a similar place, and we're all in. Um, so <clears throat> there's a lot of trust there, and um, but there's also you know the gloves really come off. I mean, I mean he, you know, with my permission, like knocked me around a fair bit in season one, and and the same thing happened this time around. I mean, it was slightly different this time because, you know, they were they were cuts versus kind of like. It was really more manhandling. it was more makeup yeah. as
0: opposed to actually Yeah, being there was a lot more around. there was a lot
1: more effects in, involved but like He was
0: tied to a chair. You were you were hanging from a pole. Yeah, that was that was
1: that wasn't good. <laughs> uh, I, I hurt some <laughs> nerves during that scene. Um but, um but you know but it's it's a really intense thing and um you know I'm glad it's Dan. Like I'm glad that we we can we can work in that way together. Um, but you do have to kind of shake that thing off at the end of that deck. It's like kind of draining. Yeah. Um, and it, and it goes on for a very very long time. That scene and and um, and you know we're in that room kind of, you know, being you know being brutal.
0: Yeah and the, time. just the nature of production too it takes a long time to film uh, as you mentioned the the one scene that got cut was an entire day of filming so that's a long time to be in this really dark headspace That's right yeah too. yeah
1: yeah that's definitely part of it um you know we we have a good laugh along, along the way obviously but um yeah it's it's just it's it's i think the worst the worst part of um of that part i mean obviously like physically he he's Like just ripped to shreds but at the same time like psychologically that's the biggest impact of that scene and and now and we're still seeing it on caleb um but it was it was lovely to you know this season is really about completing those arcs and that was the first one that happened for simcoe this season is is that caleb recompense you know
0: yeah uh, seeing a lot of story elements come full circle and again, kudos to the writing because we as the audience don't also lost time with Caleb um, we didn't get to hear whether or not he gave away any information so we're just as much right. in the dark about what happened as he is So, which is a good uh, move for keeping up suspense for the audience Sure, exactly um, but like here, we again we have that little bit of foreshadowing, and the payoff at the end of the episode is when he tries to shoot that guy. Obviously, he's intending to miss. He actually ends up hitting the guy yeah. square in the shoulder, yeah. and you can definitely tell that was not part of the plan. It wasn't no. <laughs> and so, poor Ben also. is like. Good
1: oh, shot! Yeah. Town, Town Madge wasn't very happy about
2: <laughs> no. it, was he? Well, we'd had that bit last episode with Abe training with the rifle, and we had the uh, commander saying, you know, think of it as a spear that shoots. It's not uh, the best shot. And so we know that about the rifles, which is why Mary's shot was still just amazing. But I'm not over that. It's so great. And the makeup on the ear is also really yep. good.
0: Yeah, given that he he experienced ear damage after that, um, I imagine that kind of affects his hearing in a way. Has that perf- uh, affected your performance in any way? Like, does he have to kind of shift um, to hear a situation better?
1: We we chose not to go down that road actually, so so it's it's an external injury. Um, I think. I think those 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 things seem like a good idea at the time. Then that, it just
0: becomes a logistical uh, it can, nightmare. It can be <laughs> a little bit
1: of a shackle <laughs> going forward. Um, but it, I mean, the the makeup part of it is incredible. Like every single day that I go to work, uh, a new a new piece has been made. Wow! But like a whole new mold has been. Well, the mold is the same, but a whole new ear has been produced. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness! And then we go through the rigmarole of you know. Gluing down my ear and <laughs> putting does, a new one over the top. And, how you know. long
0: does makeup um, usually take?
1: It's not terrible. It's it's a couple of hours in the morning, and it's like half an hour out of it at the end of the day. Um, I mean, it did it did add, added a full hour to my get to ready prep time. time? Yeah. So when when I read it in the script, I did have a conversation with Craig Silverstein, and just to make sure that he really did want to do this, because <laughs> now now you you have to bring me in a full hour earlier every day of course, he's like, well, that's your problem. It's not mine. <laughs> so, yeah, here Be sure to make good, a stop by it's Starbucks. It's a good story. Let's do it. You know. so it's, but, uh, you know, it's fun. It, it, is. It's, it still grosses my misses out. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Again, it's wonderful prosthetic work. When the show decides <laughs> to show, and I feel like the show isn't very gratuitous, um, but when it does decide to do blood and gore, it likes that gritty sort of realism. Ugh.
1: Yeah. Actually, we, we filmed on location... Uh, I won't tell you where because it will be a spoiler. <laughs> uh, but we filmed uh, somewhere really uh, historically accurate. Uh, nice. In uh, further down the road, and um, uh, there, we were, were in a different place. And usually, there's nothing around us. Like we're in the middle of a field, in the middle of a forest, in the, you know, just nowhere. Uh, but uh, this time, we were really a stone's throw from some shops and cafes. So um, I threw on my civvies. <laughs> and walked down with my friend Sloan from Costume uh, to, uh, to get a coffee and, um, and we so we went into some ice cream shop to get a coffee um, maybe an ice cream too I didn't even have an ice cream this is this, we're getting away from the story here but I've got anything anyway so I'm standing in line and then someone's sort of giving me the eye and like looking at me a bit strangely I'm like, and I'm like oh here we go <laughs> you, you wait you wait they'll be over a bit of a fan of the show Love your work, and um, and then I forgot that I had the ear. Oh no! It wasn't to do with anything because I was in my like civilian. Class. They just they're like they were just looking at me like I was gross. <laughs> they were like, "What happened like to that small, guy?" Like small small children are having their parents' hands put over their. You know. Don't look at him, honey. Don't look at the elephant man. Yeah. Oh god. So.
0: I mean. I mean, that's a very natural thing to kind of forget that you're in costume or that you have a particular piece of makeup. We've both been zombie extras before. So, yeah, after a while, you kind of forget.
2: (laughs) Catching a lift while in full zombie makeup was super fun. Easy.
1: (laughs) Easy.
0: Yeah, actually. <laughs> Please come out to the booties to pick up three zombies. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it was a hoop. It worked. Um, but to, to kind of get back to, uh, actually, we, we have a, a couple questions on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, one person wants to know, and forgive me, I'm having issues pulling up the Twitter name. Uh, Kate Campbell uh, on Twitter actually wants to know, just out of curiosity, out of all of your co-hosts, who has the best English accent?
1: Uh, well, my co-star, uh, like, the, my, the the other actors mm-hmm. that I work with. Who has the best English accent? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, well, they're all really good, aren't <laughs> they? I mean, that's the whole point, is that they're all really convincing. Specifically
0: I, the <clears throat> American co So, yeah,
1: yeah, well, I think, you know, I feel like Ksenia has, has to come the furthest. Because she sort of hasn't, you know, she's from, I think she's from Toronto originally she you know i think she might that makes sense yeah she's she's spent a lot of time in canada maybe grew up there she certainly has a goes back there quite a lot now uh but she's so she's sort of got the canadian uh she has a perfect american accent she also has a perfect english accent but it feels (laughs) like she she comes the furthest um everyone has to do a little bit of english really because it's not you know they're not american yet not really
0: I think uh, the thing that surprised me most was the first time I heard Megan speak uh, normally. Yeah. I was like, you you don't have an American accent. Right,
1: right, right, yeah. <laughs> the Australians are a great at dialect. Uh, yeah.
0: Fantastic.
1: You should you should hear Dan Henshaw's American accent as well. Oh. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think I need to at some
1: point. Yeah, I think Absol- you will. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: I mean, you
1: know. <laughs> We're all available for employment now, so it's going to happen a lot.
0: <laughs> well, we have Fan Film on Twitter also wants uh, Turn to make some, uh, specifically AMC, to make some Turn spin spinoffs, uh, given that it's American This sounds History. like a good
1: idea. Let's go. What we doing?
0: That would be fantastic. Um, to sort of get back uh, to, to kind of the spy plot, one... Uh, talking about historical accuracy, one of the things we really wanted to bring up is Mary's plot line yeah. in this episode because she's having the same difficulty that Anna had when she first came to camp in that she's constantly getting dismissed and you know, she's not wanting to listen to protocol because she's been in this just as long as everybody else but hasn't had to answer she's to anybody. She's just a pillar
1: of strength, isn't she?
0: Yeah. And well, she's, whip she,
1: smart. She, Put
0: ups with, puts up with so much. I'd um, say she's having it even worse,
2: actually, because
0: Anna was... No, she's living in a tent. Yeah, she's living in a tent, and nobody has bothered to sort to sort of show, show her the rope. So she's out of her element for probably the first time all series, and or more so all series, and that's when we find out that her her name gets exposed to... Uh, actually a historic uh, and I'm really glad that they went this route because we get the reveal that Ann Barnes is actually Bates. Bate. Well that's, she was going by oh, Barnes. Oh, sorry. But that Ann Barnes is actually Ann Bates who was a real-life historical spy. Do you have the uh, little you have the, uh, the I little do. Like I said, I've,
2: I've got the Wikipedia page pulled up. She was commonly referred to as Miss Bar- Mrs. Barnes by affiliates in her spy network, was known to carry a token that would identify her as a British spy. She went to be part of British General Clinton's espionage network and helped the British combat the Americans on several fronts. Uh, she reportedly took part in various clandestine spy missions between 1778 and 1780, best known for her missions completed at George Washington's base camp in White Plains, New York, and during the Battle of Rhode Island. Which I think this series has already passed, because again, yeah, we're, we're back up to, up York to Yorktown town. at this
0: point. But, this, but is, yeah. this is what I mean when I'm like, why are there only four episodes left? Because you've introduced Anne Bates, and I'm like, yes, more of that, please. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, you're a spy too,
2: but immediately <laughs> assume it, like... Well, yeah, Us but not like you together. think.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> oh my and goodness. And that's how Mary started out and she just got punted out of the barn and told no you're not a part of this. You aren't Whereas when Anna came in it was well, we're gonna try and kinda keep you away a little and you know, appearances are a little different and I know you did a lot of work and she really had to work for her position. Mary's just getting the door slammed in her face. Yeah. Full stop.
0: Which again is frustrating. Is really frustrating on a number of levels. Again, she's come the closest to killing Simcoe. And she's a better spy than Abraham. So <laughs> much
1: <true>. better. <laughs> without, without her not. They'd all be in big, big trouble. Oh, right?
0: absolutely! The Culver ring would have been compromised a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but to kind of get back to to over on the New York front, um, we we should we definitely need to talk about Lola in this episode because speaking about how Simcoe is this master mm-hmm. manipulator. He kind of sunk to a new low, in my opinion, with his scheme to kill Hewlett, because he straight up laid it out as part of his plan of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, you know, bring Hewlett to this prostitute's tent, uh, murder him, and then murder her, and pin the murder on her as well. That's kind of, I know he's definitely done some terrible things leading around a group of mercenaries, but that in particular seems like a new low.
1: He killed a horse.
0: Was that was monstrous?
1: <laughs> he shot a grandpa in the head.
0: He did. That proved it's, he's not above killing sick. civilians. It is
1: sick, but it is also an excellent plan.
0: It is. It's real complicated. If only, it
1: had, if only it had come off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite work out that way. Not Quite. But it is kind of also really fun, too, to to see a different side of Simcoe because it's been a long time since we've seen The Romantic. Yeah. And, like, we haven't seen The Romantic, I want to say since the, too. the very yeah. beginning of season two, which is when he was looking out the window, like, longing for Anna and writing poetry. And then once that sort of got thrown in his face and he became the leader of the Queen's Rangers, it's been... You know what, just nothing but the brutality is all we've seen since
1: then, right, and we can assume I think that he's been getting things that he's needed uh from other prostitutes yeah <laughs> but this this girl really connects with him,
0: yeah was it were were you surprised when you saw the script of like actually seeing somebody make a human connection with simcoe
1: um a little, yeah. I I, I, I think they could have continued without it, and I don't think anybody would have been all that disappointed. But I've always known that there's there's that human side to him, even though he's you know his moral compass is just spinning <laughs> around and around and around. You know, neutral uh, really evil. Yeah. So um, it, I knew that that part of him was there, and I, I thought it was a really brilliant way of um, investigating it, and I was really delighted. And Ryan Steele, who plays Lola, just does such a fine job of it. Oh, she killed
0: it! She was fantastic. I obviously we don't want any spoilers, (laughs) but I hope we get to see more of her as the season progresses. So she's the only one that's
2: been able to stick a blade into Simcoe and not have repercussions.
1: That's right. Yeah, like the only
2: person (laughs) on the
1: series. I think she really kind of gets under his skin, you know. And it's uh, so to speak, so to speak,
0: literally and figuratively.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's um, and it disarms him really disarms him
0: yeah um, it it shows a level she says trust me and this is a guy who is a master manipulator he's planning to kill her that very night she says trust me and he's like yep that sounds like a good idea 100% in
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: well it's not going to matter afterwards because she'll be dead oh I don't have a reason to kill her now
0: I, I really don't think that, like, I feel like they hit a certain point in the conversation where he changed his mind. I'm not sure he, he wants he, to kill her, yeah. He wasn't going to do that anymore. And he also,
1: you know, he likes a bit of the violence. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's that kind of lover.
0: Yeah, and... He
1: didn't know. That's the other thing. He didn't, I, he probably didn't know, or well, that's how we played it, is that he didn't know that he liked that you know and he finds out and during the He's
0: like, "Oh he hey." He looks down and goes, "Oh no, like, oh, I'm kinky. Oh, this is
1: this is, you know, this is pretty good, you know. It's kind of, you know, um, <laughs> what's that what's that film? 50 shades of a 50 uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> shades. It's a little of Green. like that, isn't it? Would this be like 50 shades of green because uh, of the Queen's Rangers uniform? Yes,
1: it would yes, it would.
0: There we go. <laughs> I'm sure there's already a fan fiction that exists I, out I'm there. I'm not the,
1: I'm not the person I'm not the first person <laughs> to coin that. <laughs> But, you know, phrase, but
0: but it is cool actually getting, again, to see somebody make, a, again, a, to anybody to get under his skin, yeah. um, particularly somebody he was planning on using and manipulating. And uh, we, we do need to talk about uh, Rochambeau really, really quick. Uh, we are running short on time. Um, but it was really cool also to see Rochambeau and Lafayette again. Um, because this, this was a great scene showing how frustrated Washington is, but also like how the French who eventually come to our aid and, and, yeah, how much he needs them and how much it frustrates him. I think what he said was, um, we, we have the prize within our grasp and they want to go chasing fool's gold. And again, fantastic writing on this show.
1: Yeah, and I think you're going to see... Uh, this isn't too much of a spoiler, but you're going to see the 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 conflict between Arnold and Simcoe really kind of ratchets up as we move forward. Uh, and again, it's on the other side of the war, you have the 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 conflict over what the right strategy is, and especially as the war is clearly building to a finish, I think that even even the the real people in the war can sense that it's it's not long before this thing breaks one way or the other that um people are really starting to think about what's gonna happen afterwards and you know what is it and so for the French like what does it mean for us you know we can't afford to lose like we can't afford to come in and lose um so everyone's being very decisive and not necessarily making the right decisions, and um, it's really it's really interesting how that power struggle develops as the season goes on.
0: Yeah, it's it's again it's and it's also fascinating to see again these <laughs> historical figures we put on pedestals humanized. And you
1: know, well, we see. believe we believe Ian Khan is Washington now, don't we? So, yes. I mean, you know, so he comes on the screen. like, yeah, it's Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. so so when you see washington like having a having a problem you're you're you you, you believe it I, I don't see the actor anymore I just see
0: <laughs> he's just know. washington yeah um, Here comes the general. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, sadly, we we are running short on time, so I feel like that basically wraps it up for this episode in particular. Samuel, do you have any upcoming projects that you can tell us about that you would like all of our viewers uh, at home to know about?
1: I don't know. If, I don't know if I can tell you. I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm doing. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, well, all right. I
1: seem to remember something about don't talk about it, but. <laughs> I think it's all right now. I'm it's doing, an I'm doing um, yeah, I'm doing an episode of the. I've done an episode of the Librarians.
0: <gasps> nice, <gasps> that's awesome.
1: On TNT, yeah.
0: We have a lot of Librarians um, fans uh, here at. Oh, Apple's. I know what
1: I can't. I can't tell you what I do on the Librarians.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I can okay. Do,
1: I, all I can tell you is that I've done it, and it was thrilling, and they're they're fantastic. They're, that was such a lovely job. Um, so yeah, I've done that, I, but I also have. Um, I have a, a couple of projects of my own that I've been working on. So I'm just about to to finish post production on my first short film, The Break, nice. which um, which is about uh, an up and coming DJ in in New York, and that's. Um, uh, so that's going to be finished soon, and we'll be sending that off to festivals. So that's really exciting.
0: We actually had um, we actually had a question in the hashtag talking about um, what your influences were as a DJ, wanting to know.
1: Oh, um, <clears throat> oh, uh, well, my influences are all from like the early nineties. I was I was listening to DJs like Sasha, Digweed, Jeremy Healy. Um, Paul Oakenfold Carl Cox all those guys they, they were my big influences yeah
0: awesome so all right. the early
1: Acid House and House Music as it started developing in the UK yeah
0: well again cannot say thank you enough for taking the time to join us tonight. It's been yeah. an absolute pleasure getting to have me you on too. the show again. Uh, open invitation anytime you want to come back yeah. as our new lead host. Sure.
1: <laughs> Happy to be here.
0: Um, where can people go uh, if they want to keep up with you and all of your projects?
1: So uh, you can get me on um, on Twitter at Samuel Rukin. Uh, you can get me on Facebook at, at Samuel Rukin Official. And on Instagram it's Rukas Vision.
0: Fantastic. That's again. It. Thank you so, so much. Katie, where can people go if they want to keep up
2: with you? You can follow me all over the social medias and on YouTube at KIAXET. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. Robots in Disguise comes back in a soonish manner. Uh, Red vs. Blue and Camp Camp are every few weeks. Keep an eye on our respective Twitters. We will be letting you know when those dates are. And I am also a host on Silver Screams and on Gather Your Party, which is on Friday nights on Geek and Sundry at 9.30 because we're going late in the summers. <laughs> want to
0: Thank you, really quick, to everybody in the live chat, everybody in the hashtag. You guys are fantastic. And the best way to let our producers know you like the show that we're putting on is by going to iTunes to rate and leave a comment. We don't have time to read off the comments this time. Next uh, week. Next week. We promise we will read the comments we haven't been reading for the past two weeks. Um, but I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I am also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz and I write articles for the movie chick that's chick with 2Ks. Be sure to check those out. Be sure to also check out The Shadow Radio Recreation where I do the voice of Margot Lane. And I feel like that's everything. Anyway, Again, thank you so much, Samuel, for coming in. Thank you to everybody who's watching live. Uh, we will see you all next time.
1: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com.